0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone. Uh, We've tried to close it off to a person or two here or there, but it's uh, it's not taking. So uh, we're open to everyone. And I'm your host, Luke. With me always is my co-host, Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy.
1: Hello, Mr. Andy. Well, Luke... I am in no way, shape, or form tired right now. I am energized. (laughs) I'm so excited, and uh, I will absolutely not fall asleep at any point during this podcast. I just wanted to make sure that was clear to everybody. It's uh, the middle of the day for me. It's not a weird time at all. I'm perfectly ready. I'm ready to rock.
0: Uh, As we're recording this episode, everyone, this is about half an hour after the Jingu Stadium show has aired. So it's about oh, 9 p.m. for me and it's uh, some awful time for Andy who's been uh, up since 4 a.m. What a trooper. <laughs> and and that's what we're covering I... today. We're covering, what, four shows today? Oh, well, I'm covering four shows. You're covering three with me. Yay. So we're doing the uh, new, the, the Fighting Spirit Unleashed uh, show that's uh, on you know, the American one which is on uh, Saturday afternoon for me. And then uh, we're also going to cover the three New Japan Summer Struggle shows. We've got the King of Pro Wrestling one on the 26th. We've got the Tag Night Extravaganza on the 27th. And then the Jingu Stadium show, which uh, was on the 29th, and we've just watched it. But uh, before we get to that, there's a couple ways you can contact us if you wish to. I'm uh, at Grumpy2EB on the Twitter uh, andy is at drucifer tweets there you go i fucking got it right this week yeah <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to just you know send a tweet to the podcast rather than either of us individually you could do that at never open pod at G- no just at never open pod sorry i was just yeah. about to read the email address if you ever <laughs> want to send us an email it's a never open pod at gmail.com there we go <laughs>
1: Well, Luke, before we move ahead, well, there's some important business that we need to discuss. Last week, uh, well, just yesterday or the day before, was your birthday. You turned mm-hmm. huh, huh, years old, and uh, yeah. you, did you have a great time? How was your birthday? I mean, what'd you get? You know, let's hear all about it.
0: Um, <laughs> a whole bunch of nerdy shit, really. Uh, it was it was good. It was kind of weird because uh, where I am in Australia, uh, Victoria, uh, I guess uh, some people may know, but others may don't may not. We're in a lockdown, so no visitors, uh, no really going out to bars or anything like that. Uh, face masks are mandatory. Uh, I'm in country Victoria, so that's that's decent. We're on stage three restrictions, so. Melbourne, uh, which is where I was from originally, same with my wife. They're in stage four restrictions. They've got curfews and shit and everything. So it's a bit of a weird one, but um, I still managed to have a good day. Um, you know, it was a new Japan show on that day. A new Doctor Who story with David Tennant and Tom Baker came out. So my wife, when I listened to that, it was a bit of a nice little gem. Don't know if Andy watches Doctor, Doctor Who. That might have gone over his head, but that's all right. And yeah, you know, got a bunch of cool t shirts. You'll probably see them popping up on the uh, LSJ Reviews YouTube thing, yeah. So I review movies. So yeah, if you want more of my voice and <laughs> to see me wearing all sorts of new t shirts and shit. Uh there you go. You can you can always find that. There's a link on my Twitter anyway, so there you go. Well uh, happy
1: Bert, happy birthday. And we both got into some shenanigans this week because not only are you reviewing movies, but you're doing the Bill and Ted series and you've already posted your review for Bill and Ted Face the Music. So um, because you're Uh you're a time traveler, you know, to me, you're a time traveler. So and uh, in case you didn't know, I actually did some improv comedy stuff this week for uh, Sets Comedy Entertainment and uh check my twitter out and you'll find that on there that's some fun stuff so we're both getting into some stuff this week and uh i don't know i just wanted to make sure that we all wish you happy birthday and if you're out there listening in twitter land in email land in gmail land drop a little line to luke and say hey happy birthday you bastards
0: (laughs) thank you andy thank you yeah 38 you know my wife's gonna hit 40 before i will um just edit that bit out, Andy. Uh, yeah, she does listen <laughs> to the show.. <laughs> <Drop> the <cradle. laughs> so yeah, strange day. Uh, I'll probably remember the birthday for for a while just because of the novelty of it all, but uh, well, I fucking hope it's a novelty. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. but uh, you know, through through those three days, so it's kind of my birthday weekend sorta. Of. What is it? Saturday night? You know, this is usually the night I'd go out and meet a few friends in Melbourne and have a few drinks, but instead, and uh, a nice little birthday present was uh, these three New Japan shows. I quite, quite enjoyed them. Uh, there, we will get to some news first, and I only just found this out when uh, Mr. Andy gave me the rundown sheet for tonight. So that's how uh, that's how dedicated I am to bring you the news, everyone. <laughs> we've got uh, apparently Rapongi 3K have relinquished the junior tag titles. So that means uh, Yo's going to be away for such a long time that he won't be able to uh, defend them. So they've had to give them up.
1: Who do you think will be... Like, it, it, you know, who do you think will go after those tag belts first? Like, you know, you've got your Ishimori and Kanamaru, but, you know, what about... LIJ, they don't... You know, Bushi and, and Hiromu, maybe? Or, I mean, like, who... What tag team's going to go after these things?
0: Well, look, I reckon they've kind of elevated El Desperado just a little bit. So, I reckon it might be maybe Katamaru and Dauki or something. Okay. Just uh, just to mix it up a bit. Uh, I know he always loses, but... Have <laughs> you, but have you seen him wrestle lately? Like, yeah, holy shit. yeah. We'll talk about it, yeah. Yeah, so... I I don't know. Do they even have enough juniors for a junior tag division at the moment? I don't know. Because if you think the heavyweight division was depleted, uh, so is the junior division. The junior division seemed to be a little bit more varied. You'd had your Japanese wrestlers and a lot of Mexican wrestlers as well and then uh, Western wrestlers too. So now we're just down to the, the Japanese ranks of the uh, junior division. So there isn't, there isn't a huge amount, is there?
1: Oh, that's why I was asking. I, I have no idea what's going to happen. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know this this podcast is probably going to come out like on Saturday night if you're in Australia, Saturday morning if you're in America. And I guarantee you one thing though. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in this world. I don't know if this uh, you know coronavirus is going to end. I have no idea about anything. But one thing I do know is the second we stop recording. New Japan's going to have a big old press conference and announce all the G1 people and a bunch of news that we didn't cover. So,
0: yeah, uh, we will cover it. It will just probably be in the next episode. That is a, that is the <laughs> that is the curse of podcasting everyone uh, about a subject that you know is every week and uh, that's you know we record at different hours and different times, different days, it doesn't matter. Half an hour to an hour after the podcast is live, uh, up for download or whatever. Oh, look, New Japan news. Can't get around it, <laughs> but I. <laughs> but uh, instead, we have a pretty quick and timely episode because we're uh, getting it done nice and early, aren't we? Yeah, that's true.
1: Well, um, is there any other news, Luke?
0: No. Okay. Not that I. Okay. Not that I've no- noticed. Look, I-, I checked the news column earlier today, and uh, I didn't even see the Rapongi thing. When was that reported?
1: Um, I saw it on Twitter. I, I don't remember, but I saw it this morning on Twitter. Well, tw- Twitter would never lie. No, never once. You <laughs> no. Know? Well, I I hate to do this, Luke, but we have to bring the podcast down a little bit right
0: now. I mean, no, you got us out.
1: It was a rough week for uh, Mister Brett. And, um, you know, we're going to check in on him, as we always do. And and this week he tweeted something that was real sad, um, because if you don't know, he is the only person on the New Japan roster that was uh, on the first Jingo Stadium show back in 1999. So he was really wanting to be on that show. Uh, However, something happened, and this is going to spoil a result from later, but we're going to get right into it. Here's Kojima's tweet of the week. Today is the first Jingu Stadium in 21 years. I wanted to participate again this time as a position that I participated at that time, but I lost the uh, participation right because I lost to Desperado. Unfortunately, I have no choice but to devote myself to my current lack of ability. Everyone who goes to the venue, please enjoy. I will also do my best in voluntary
0: training that's adorable uh, <laughs> it, it does sound like a midlife kind of crisis tweet but yeah uh it wasn't his lack of ability that uh cost him that match against despie but we'll get to that we'll get to that uh, very soon but first uh, we are going to cover or well, at least I am very quickly uh road to fighting spirit unleashed. So uh Road to Fighting Spirit Unleashed is the show that has replaced the uh well New Japan Cup in the USA tour. So the well, the weekly American show is still going and yeah, it's about 45 plus 5 minutes or so this week. We've got uh, Danny Limelight versus Jordan Clearwater to start. Also Jordan is a little green here but uh He's definitely in the right place to get better. It's it's an all right match. Uh, Springboard DDT and uh, Limelight beats Clearwater. Next match is pretty decent. Uh, We got Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, ACH and TJP versus Adrian Quest, Blake Christian, Barrett Brown and Mysterioso. So, yeah, it is, is, as I said, a cool match with a lot of fun, cool moves, but uh, it feels like it's being wrestled in a vacuum. Uh, because you're seeing all this cool shit and it's it's kind of like, like if uh if a tree falls in the in the woods and no one no one's there to see it, it doesn't really make a sound. Is it's, that how that
1: works? Is that is that the saying? I'm pretty sure you got it. Yeah, that's that's right
0: on. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: if you're not there to look at it, does it make a sound?
0: Yeah. So Quiet.
1: I smell I smell something. Bread? No, that's not yeah, a Ghostbusters, that's a Ghostbusters
0: joke. Okay, so uh, I haven't seen that in ages. Maybe maybe uh, I should review that at some point. But Mysterioso pins Connors, and there you go, an actual young lion loses because uh, he's been on a mini win streak, Mister Clark Connors. Well, his teammates win, but yeah, he he's still on it. But he's like the only young lion there. What I don't I don't get it, like. Is is there only, like, three Young Lions and one of them got promoted or four Young Lions from the dojo? So we've got like, Gabriel Kidd, who's in Japan at the moment and injured, Carl Fredericks, who's no longer a Young Lion, Alex C., who's injured, I can't say his name, and, <laughs> and Clark Connors is uh, on TV still. So there's not many, I don't know. Well, uh,
1: Suji, think, uh, you know, Suji's around. And, like, he, I feel so sorry no, no, no. for I mean, Suji. He's, I, 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 he's I a, mean,
0: LA Dojo guys, guys.
1: They're I got good. you. Well, I'm just saying, like, Suji's got to be doing all the laundry. Like, because there's nobody else to do it. Him and you, Yamura, just <laughs> do all the laundry, you know. Um, But, I mean, yeah. there's Ren Narita and there's Shota Umina. And there's a bunch of guys out there that hopefully will return soon. You know, we'll see what happens. But you're right. In, in uh, the LA Dojo, it's just those guys.
0: Yep. So uh, Carl Fredericks and Mysterioso have a bit of a brawl after the match, and apparently they've got a singles match coming up. Oh, and I forgot to mention, the start of the show featured Jay White uh, having a bit of a promo with uh, Kevin Kelly. It's Alex Kosloff as well in commentary, and I didn't write anything down. He was was fine. Uh, He didn't say anything as bad as Life Makers, but his promo was pretty much like, This is beneath me. It's pretty much just a tune-up till I get back to the serious good wrestling, um, uh, which is pretty much the vibe he had. And he he was wearing a a new shirt, uh, the Bullet Club-style Black Lives Matter shirt. Apparently, all the proceeds go to them as well, which is pretty good. So that's what made me think, uh, because it's 8.29, that when uh, Switchblade tweeted out 8.29 those couple of weeks, Uh, he wasn't mentioning a return to New Japan proper. He was just uh, saying, hey, save the date. Uh, We'll be mindful of the date. I got an announcement. I think it's the T-shirt. So there's that. And plus he's got a new Switchblade shirt that Gato's wearing too. So I don't know. (laughs) There you go. But uh, he's apparently got a match next week with um, uh, Flip Gordon. So there you go. Oh. And then we we got our main event here. It's PJ Black versus Chase Owens. And the match is pretty decent. And uh, I was kind of surprised by it because package pile driver and Chase Owens wins. I did not expect that. I thought uh would to go to PJ Black there, but no. So they probably took a look at the green hair and was like, no, you take pin. <laughs> <laughs> it's booger hair, dude. Like, I, I don't know. I, it's... It's not cool. He is the darewolf, though. So maybe someone yeah. dared him to get that kind of hair. And he was like, challenge accepted.
1: Oh, he's <laughs> just ripping off Facade. I'm telling you, man. There's a wrestler around here named Facade. Exact same look. It's He's a flippy dude, too. But, uh, but Luke, after watching that. Now, I did not watch it because I was asleep uh, because I had to wake up at 4 in the morning this morning. And I don't know you know, what New Japan thinks we're supposed to do with all this. They think everyone lives in Japan or something. I don't get it. But <laughs> what? Well, as is anyone sticking out to you on this show after watching it for several weeks now, all these kinds of guys? Um, um, all right,
0: all right. Well, Summer Struggle, uh, I, August 27th. Well, that sounds awful. All the, <laughs> but uh, all the guys that I know already know are uh, pretty good uh, pretty good the guys I don't know seem uh, a bit green they seem like up and comers uh, they seem like they might as well be young lions in in, in that respect um yeah I uh, don't mean any offense to them but uh, no one's actually coming out and gone boy you want to need you need a reason to watch this show here it is uh but uh you know switch switchblade will keep me tuning in until uh, oh my God, please, 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 in him Japan, please. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and look, it's just it feels so quiet, even with the commentary, even with the tag matches and stuff. It just it feels quiet in a way that it, uh, we've said this before. It feels quiet in a way that not even the uh, fanless New Japan shows felt. Uh, they yeah. they had at least some atmosphere to them. They, these don't have an atmosphere, so it's very hard to kind of um, get invested, I guess. Yeah, it's it's just kind of a weird show. They, they do try. It's, it's not a bad show. It's just, yeah, nothing kind of.
1: All constant. right. So the answer to my question is no.
0: <laughs> I don't like shitting on things. You just took I, like
1: five minutes to say right. no. <laughs>
0: well, I do, I do kind of like shitting on things sometimes, but um, <laughs> I, I don't like shitting on you, Japan. And I guess that's me going like, oh, I don't want to shit on this but uh, I'm probably gonna have to shit on, yeah.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: All right. So, uh, are we ready for night one of summer yeah. struggle? All right. It's uh, it's Kapow night, which on the twenty sixth got all our King of Pro Wrestling matches. And right now, we don't know what sort of style or idea they're going for. But by the end of the night, we'll have a pretty strong idea. And by the end of the third night, we'll know for sure what kind of uh, thing they're going for with the King of Pro Wrestling. So uh, we open up with our first match. We've got Yuya, Urumura, uh, Yoda Suji and Yuji Nagata versus Yoshihashi, Goto, and Ishii. We'll say it's a solid match. But this is the first time I've heard this new remote control thingy, and I got really fucking distracted. Oh, yeah. Because it sounded awful, and I wanted it to go away. Just clap, please. I do not like it at all. It, there you go. See, I am willing to shit on things, Mr. Andy. And there it is. That uh, remote control cheering thing, it, it's awful. I don't like it. Do you like it?
1: Oh no, I, I don't like it at all. Um, it uh, it reminds me of uh, this. That's what it sounds like to me, which is the uh, the uh, basically Mike Tyson's punch out crowd noise is what that is. That's what it reminds me of. It just sounds like that. Um, and then and you know and they did it a little bit in the Jingo Stadium. It's just like if you're going to do it, do it. If you're not going to do it, don't do it. It's like it's completely inconsistent. And on this night, we're talking about the 26, it, it was, they did a lot. And I just, I don't know. i just rather hear the collapse. That's, you know, it's fine. Yep.
0: So there's a, some good double team and triple team stuff by uh, the Young Lions and Nagata on Yoshihashi. But the hold I like the least because it's a rest hold and not a brutal looking submission. Uh, butterfly lock on Yuromura and Yoshihashi uh, wins. Yeah. I don't mind him winning. Do not like that hold. I do not like it. All right. So we've got next next match. We've got Wato, Tenzan, and the Golden Ace, which is uh, Hiroshi Tanashi and Kota Ibushi versus Daoki, Yoshinori Kanemaru, and the Dangerous Techers, which is ZSJ and Taichi. Uh, I like seeing uh, Kota Ibushi on the corner, and he's holding his hand up, and he's doing remote control motions to get the people to press <laughs> the fucking cheer button <laughs> 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 oh, the whole thing just reminded me of that scene where they're watching itchy and scratchy cartoons and kind of had to vote on them uh, but uh, anyway it's it, it's a good match but I'm, I'm kind of ready for the feuds involved to end so, you know and there's lots of dives and stuff but hype f- oh especially by Dowkey. he was a machine in yeah. this match
1: dowky was awesome in this match
0: that's the thing like he's uh he's stepping up but uh hopefully he can step out of that uh, jobber role he's in because he's really good
1: you can tell that i'm impressed because i didn't call him dookie
0: so that's right and i didn't exclude him at the start no he was very impressive <laughs> but it is still dowkey so high five, flow and then uh post-match there's some shit talking there by uh, tanahashi in english to Zack saber jr which uh, i thought was amusing uh, you know, it was pretty much just like, I'm going to beat you and take your title. And, you know, then there's big macho muscle posing and stuff. <laughs> and then, all right, you anything to add to that match?
1: It was really good. You know, I think that some of these tag matches this week were just fucking top notch, man. There were some really great multi-man tag matches this week. This one was really fun. And, uh, you know, I highly recommend you watch them. They're good stuff.
0: Yep. So here it is, our intro into Kapow! King of Bro Wrestling. Capow! <laughs> King in Bro Wrestling 2020. It's our <laughs> first ever Kapow match. It's Satoshi Kojima, Mr. Bread versus El Desperado. And the stipulation is this. Uh, El Desperado can't use the pinche loco, the fucking crazy, and uh, Kojima can't use his finisher either, which is a lariat. The baguette of death, though. that's The baguette of death, that's right. And I think this is a really cool, fun match. Uh, uh, Kojima doesn't take himself too seriously. He's willing to have a bit of fun with it as well. He doesn't mind looking a bit goofy here and there. So I really like that. Uh, There's an accidental lariat during the match. (laughs) (laughs) And the ref, ref takes one look at it and he's like, no, he didn't mean that one. No, it's all good. Keep going. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. All right. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> and now, El Desperado puts a stretch muffler on, on uh, Satoshi Kojima, and I'm just like, wait a minute. Isn't that a finisher? I guess I only mean one finisher, I guess. Or is it more if he's like... I've seen him win with that, damn it. But that doesn't matter. There's some, there's some good strikes and exchanges, but uh, El Desperado... Being the Suzuki Goon douchebag that he is, just keeps baiting uh, Kojima. And Kojima's just like, oh, fuck this. I'm going to smack him around. And he hits him with a lariat right in front of the ref. And El Desperado picks up the win. I thought it was a lot of fun.
1: I love this match. This match was great. And, uh, you know, they teased it throughout. Kojima tried to go for the Lariat, then remembered, oh yeah, I can't do that. And and Desperado, you know, was was basically on Twitter saying, Yeah, you're a tough, big, tough guy, but you're really dumb, Kojima. And so you know, Des- <laughs> Desperado's whole plan was to to taunt him into you know breaking the rules. And so his plan worked, and that got him the win in the first ever kapow
0: match. Yep. Yeah, really good stuff. Another great showing by El Desperado. He's had a great year. Uh, If I can say that people have had great years in a year like this. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, our second Kapow match is uh, Toriyano versus Abushi. And this is just just delightful. It's short, but Yano matches do tend to be on the short side. And... uh, (laughs) My wife, my wife was watching this, and uh, he he she noticed the what uh, the chump ref uh, look at the wrong time and then quickly look away. So <laughs> there you go, ref, ref chumpy. Um, yeah, that's Marty uh, Asami, By the way, that we call chumpy. Uh, well, the, he, the gets, stip- he gets picked on a lot. He does,
1: and by us. Uh, but the stipulation <laughs> on this match was a two-counts pinfall, so yeah. it was both these guys trying to roll each other up. And at one point, they traded; they took turns sanitizing each other's face with uh, Yano's spray bottle. I was a little disappointed in this match, though, because I thought it it needed like one or two more comedy spots. But it's fun. It's really short, so you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's not bad. It's just kind of like, man, I just wanted like one more thing. I wanted. You know, you know there was the whole thing where Yano tied Bushi's um, mask to the ring or to and the outside. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, they did. They didn't do anything with that stuff. I thought that that would kind of pay off more in this match, but it's fine. You know, Yano wins, so that's all that matters.
0: Yeah, that's the story, isn't it? Bushi never lost his title, which is the six man never open title, and uh, Yano. Tied, his, tied him up by his mask to the ring ring post, oh, sorry, the uh, railing on the outside, a count out, and eliminated L.I.J. from the tournament. Right. Uh, Bushi was pissed off and wanted a piece of Yano. And Bushy thinks he's got it made because he ties with tape. Tape that uh, Yano, of course, brought out himself. This is the ref watch, by the way. Uh, 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 Bushi is about to. He started tying tape around his around Yano's ankles, and Marty Isami seems goes down to stop him, realized he hasn't got the tape on properly yet and kind of looks away a little bit before <laughs> coming back to stop him. But, yeah, Bushi thinks he's got it made now because he's tied Yano's legs up. But uh, roll up, one, two, Yano beats Bushi with his legs tied together. And Bushi cracks a massive tantrum And I think we're getting a nice taste of what uh, King of Pro Wrestling is going to be to differentiate itself from uh, everything else in New Japan. I think we're going for fun. But that doesn't mean that there isn't going to be some grudge matches involved at certain points because we've got a rematch from the New Japan Cup. We've got Sho versus Sonata in what Sho calls a give-up match. I think these two put on a fucking clinic. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Like it's a lot of mat based missions and takedowns and stuff. Suplexes galore. There's some great psychology, especially on like Sho's leg. There's one point where Sho's got his leg all beat up by Sonata and Sonata goes up to do his mood assault knowing that uh, there's a chance that Show will bring his legs up. And if he does bring his legs up, that's going to fuck his leg up even more, which uh, is what happens. And it leads uh, not long after that into a figure four leg lock by Sonata. And Sonata wins via more well, submission, of course. And that's when uh, I watch this match. And that's when I think to myself, yeah, put Show in the G1, please, because that was amazing.
1: Yeah, I I really like this. I thought this was the best match of the night for sure. And um, like you said, it was a real thinking man's match as far as the psychology and stuff like that. And uh, it was just also great to see two guys do strong style, but not in the like striking way. You know, Mm -hmm. because strong style doesn't mean just strikes. It means it's a, you know, like it's a way of thinking, a way of wrestling. And so these guys did a strong style match with holds. And it was, and power moves, you know, and it was fucking great, man. I I highly recommend this one as well.
0: Yeah. And then you've got probably my least favorite match of the night. Yeah. Uh, And probably one of the lowest points of Bullet Club. We've got Okada. (laughs) Yeah, we've got Okada versus Gato, Jado, and Yujiro Takahashi. This is lame, very lame. Money clip on Gato. And, yeah, I'm happy this is over. What a, so, you, you can talk about this one.
1: Well, it was a handicap match. That was the stipulation. One versus just, three. Just and jumped out uh,
0: three people. It's just... I didn't want, yeah.
1: Well, Jato and Gato, it's fine. But Yujiro was just challenging Okada for, you know, a singles match. And now he's jobbed out. So, I just... I I don't, you know, Okada is corny. And when he's not, like, a champion or something, he's just super corny. You remember when he lost his title and he started running around with the balloons and wearing pants and all that? And it was just like, what is this, you know? And, And I just... I don't know. To me, I find Okada very corny when he's not doing something extremely important, and and this did not seem important to anyone involved. So, I don't know. It's just my opinion. I do like the uh, the fact that uh, Gato was like, I fucking bought these leather straps for the strap match thing, so I'm used to <laughs> he, he was trying to use those at every opportunity that he could, which was a lot yes. of fun. But, but it was really boring. It was too long.
0: Yeah, and the three previous matches were of the Kapow thing were just better Uh, especially Show and Sonata Uh, I liked three of the four matches so you know that's not too bad Uh, but you know I wasn't too keen on the whole uh, Okada Pimp Juice feud anyway so that's night one Uh, pretty solid night you get an indication that uh, King of Pro Wrestling is going to be the more Uh, light-hearted approach and, uh, you know, with fun combos and variations and stuff like that. And then we got, on the 27th of August, my birthday. Hey, it's Tag Team City, but I don't give a shit. It's so much fun, this show. Mind you, we do open with a singles match. and It's the 34th singles match as Young Lions with uh, Yoda Suji and Yuya Uramura. And I like it. There's a pretty good Cesaro swing in it too, I think, by uh, yes. Yota suji Yeah, it's really good. These guys are fired up. And, uh, you know, it doesn't feel like their 34th match together. That feels, it feels good, man. I, I, uh, I reckon in about five or six years or something like that, we'll probably see these two lock up as their main New Japan characters, and it won't feel like that we've seen them in you Know so many young lions' matches
1: is that real? 34 that can't be yeah. right, it? yeah. I don't, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was like three or four, and like I thought Suji has had one three out of four, is what I thought. But, um, man, I that's saw a... that
0: I saw a three and a four on Chris Charlton's Twitter. I don't know, man, whatever they've wrestled each other a lot, <laughs> and uh, Suji eventually taps out Uramura with a. Boston Crab, and that's a fun little intro to the show. Can't can't go too wrong with uh, two yeah. fired up young lions looking to kick each other's ass, and it's even better when it's not a ten minute draw.
1: I thought this right? match was awesome. It was awesome, yeah. and like if you want to see what these guys can do, watch it. And something that I've noticed about Yuimora, Yuimora, Yurimor, he is uh, he's doing this insane elbow now, like the standing version, you know, uh, like the Kyrie sane uh or you know Kyrie hojo insane elbow he does that pose in the air when he's landing this elbow and that's like his shit now and these guys are doing more and more moves and it won't be long before they are gone or you know stepping up or whatever the case may be
0: yeah because because the current climate you don't know if they graduate whether this are going to stick around or bugger off
1: There's... the only thing keeping them there <laughs> is that who's going to do the laundry
0: you know? <laughs> I'm sure they've got more young wines in the pipeline. They must do. <laughs> Ones that aren't ready for uh, TV yet. All right. So we got a, another match, which I was hoping would lead to something more, but it won't. It's uh, Tomoaki Honma, Yuji Nagata, and Satoshi Kojima versus Yoshihashi Goto. And Ishii. It is really fun, though. And there's a point where Ishii's cheating with elbows. Uh... I think uh, someone's thrown into the corner and Ishii is yeah, just laying into him through the ropes, just slaying into him with elbows. Is it just me? Because you do you remember a couple weeks ago, you know, after a match with uh, Golden Ace, uh, they're all, you know, the good – they're all going, hey, good match, yeah, not bad, yeah, that's all right. And Ishii won't have any of this good sportsmanship stuff and just smacks Kota Ibushi around. Yeah. Right? Yeah, uh, I think I think what's going it just on is here... he gotten a, a, a little bit more grumpy and mean as he gets a little older.
1: Well, it's what it is. Is that he's stuck in this, uh, you know, this three man team with Goto and Yoshihashi. And so he, not only is he upset about that, but it also means he doesn't get the wrestle very much. He just stands there on the apron, and he's like, listen, if you aren't going to tag me in, I'm going to just start elbowing fools. So that's
0: what he did. <laughs> Yes. That is a really cool spot with uh, Satoshi Kojima with uh, triple machine gun chops. He has all three yes. members <laughs> of Chaos in the corner, and he's going nuts. But... There's only one thing that ruins the match, and it's the finish. I don't mind Yoshihashi winning. I don't. But please, not with the butterfly lock. And he does. He puts it on Honma, and he wins. So that's a fun match. I quite enjoyed it. Interesting uh, thing.
1: Real quick, interesting thing about the the, uh, team that lost is it's three guys who are, you know, at least used to be or are currently in tag teams with other guys that aren't on this team you know I mean Yuji Nagata is famous for tagging with Nakanishi Hanma's uh, famous for tagging with Makabe which where's he at and Kojima obviously with um, you know with Tenzon. so it's just kind of like that when I saw that team I was like well these guys aren't winning
0: Yes, yeah, <laughs> I know but uh, as to where Togi Makabe is uh, I said uh, last episode he's going to shoot a movie
1: oh yeah thank you thank you
0: yeah i'm surprised he's still making movies anywhere at the moment but yep he's going to make a movie there you go uh so the next match is show toriano and because it's great carter versus gato jano and Yujiro. why did Akata even bring his tag team partners out he doesn't need them <laughs> wait for this to be over arm um, bar on gato by show and it's it's over. it's done um look I yeah uh yeah go on you I want to say mean, anything about this i Bro, like yano
1: i like yeah. i like yano and yano and gato in the same ring and yano and jato in the same room is fun so yeah. that's it
0: yeah. all right good and then we'll go on to uh a, a really cool match. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we've got uh, Bushi Sonata and Shingo from LIJ versus uh, Daoki, El Desperado and Minaro Suzuki. And it's a really long portion in the middle, which is just a straight up preview with Minaro Suzuki and Shingo Takagi beating the shit out of each other and it was really fucking cool. Uh, and it moved match ends though with a uh, skull end uh can you guess on, guess on who? Ah, uh, Dookie. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Lij win. That's another taps him out. I said End, so I got it right. I'm really happy yeah. about that. And this match is great.
1: Yeah. I loved it. I thought this one was a lot of fun. I think the next one was maybe my favorite of the night, but this one was a lot of fun. And, you know, we've said it a million times, it bears repeating, LIJ is like one of the best at these multi-man tags things. And so they always do. They're just fucking smooth like butter.
0: Yep. And next we have uh, Wato coming out with uh, Tenzan, of course, and the Golden Ace. That's Hiroshi Tanashi and Koto Ibushi. Versus Kanemaru and the Dangerous. Hey, hey, did did yeah. I
1: hear my name? Did I hear my yeah. name just now?
0: <laughs> well, I've got a question for you later, Watos, but shut up. Oh,
1: oh, okay. I'll be quiet for now. I will never shut up, sir, but I will be quiet.
0: All right, cool. <laughs> so while to Gold, Gold Nation, it's and the Golden Ace, it's Kanemaru and Zach Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. i tell you what, as much as I... I complain about all these Okada-Yijiro matches. There's been a lot of Golden Ace Tekka stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so many, so many. Have, 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 you ever, have you ever had a joke that's funny when you first hear it and they keep repeating it repeating it and repeating it and it's like, stop, but then they repeat it it gets funny again. Maybe that's been this feud for me because uh, I'm not anywhere near as tired of it as I am with the, the Yujiro Akata stuff. Uh, there's entrances pretty much for the good guys only, but uh, Kanemaru just jumps Wato from behind. He fucking hates new, new people, fucking <laughs> up and comers, especially with blue hair. Just yeah. beat the shit out of that that guy, right? So uh, Kanemaru jumps Wato from behind, and uh, I think uh, Tanahashi and ZSJ steal the show here for a good portion of the match. Uh, there is a Kamigoye botch by Kota Ibushi. <laughs> he completely missed Kanemaru's head. And uh, Kanemaru was uh, the veteran that he is and didn't sell it because it didn't touch him. But uh, he was already wrecked anyway. High fly flow on Kanemaru by Tanahashi. And then uh, Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi posed pretty much for everyone into Tanahashi and Kota because they're looking very handsome and very buff.
1: Well, this, uh, I think this was the night, was this the night where they got attacked by the, um, uh, uh, this, yeah, this was the night where um, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. threw the bag Mm -hmm. of ice and hit to, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi in the knee after the match and Tanahashi sold it and then the crowd went crazy they thought it was so fucking funny
0: <laughs> consummate professional that uh, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi is <laughs> that was a really really good match it's awesome yeah totally yeah. awesome and then you've got our main event which is uh, Hiroshi Takahashi and Tetsuya Naito from L.I.J. versus Evil with Dick Togo and Taiji Ishimori as well. And this is really, really good fun stuff. But, uh, you know, cheating galore from evil and everyone. And there's a, a chair to Hiromu, which fucks him up, which will definitely come back to bite Hiromu Takahashi on the ass on the 29th. And then there's an everything is evil on Hiromu and uh, evil pins Hiromu again.
1: Yeah, that's got to suck. You know, Hiromu at a certain point in this match, um Naito is getting beat up and Hiromu tags in. He's House of Fire, running wild, and he just starts fucking up Evil and he's like, "I I don't I didn't forget you." You know, I didn't forget what what happened recently. And so uh, you know, he starts fucking him up, but like you said, you know, Ishimori's in there, uh, you know, making sure that he has the advantage going in to Jingu Stadium.
0: Yeah. Uh, definite uh, ouchies to uh, Hiromu's shoulder and uh, that, that'll that lead straight into the ouchies, yeah definite ouchies, ouchies. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll lead into uh, their title match happening well very soon because we've got Summer Struggle at Jingu, this is the show that we watched this evening this morning yeah, uh, if that makes sense, it's uh, pretty much all the major matches that they've had advertised for a few weeks now. There's no preview tags or anything like that. Wow. They're just it's uh, just straight up uh, big matches tonight. <clears throat> Starts off a little shaky. I will admit it. You've got a very oh. excited set. Sure. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Before we get started, let's talk about this venue and how it was oh, set yes. up and everything. I mean, so this is a giant baseball stadium that probably holds. I don't know, fifty thousand people or something like that. I don't know what the attendance was. I don't know what. It, oh, it says the attendance was right About around five thousand.
0: Yeah, so around five thousand.
1: So um, they everyone was spread out. And what they did is they had chairs around the inner area. You know, the basically the ring is right where the pitcher would be, you know, on a baseball stadium. And they got like a tarp down and all these chairs. But, you know, it's not full. And so it, it looked really cool. It didn't look like, oh, my God, this is the biggest event ever. But in the COVID era, this is the biggest event I've yeah, seen, well, yeah. you know. And, and so it really had a nice feel to it um and it just kind of you know the crowd was all dressed up there were so many people in kimonos including milano collection at and his uh, partner who i'm in love with but uh there's like all these awesome you know just people were dressed up it looked like a big fucking deal and that's how wrestling you know the pageantry of new japan pro wrestling is one of the best things apart about it that's what makes it feel special so you know getting a little bit of that back getting out of uh Corrigan Hall uh it felt good you know felt really good
0: yeah it did Uh, yeah I, I will also say this is the first show since New Japan has come back from its hiatus that has had live English commentary which was both done was done by both uh Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton so Chris Charlton wasn't live at the event. He was somewhere in Tokyo. And, of course, uh, Kevin Kelly's in America. And I th- think it worked out pretty well. There are there were times when watching the show I thought Kevin was slightly delayed. But uh, never once did I think it uh, got in the way of the wrestling or anything like that. Uh, it was almost seamless. Uh, th- there was some sound issues with Chris Charlton. At the start, like uh, I think you, you messaged me and said he sounded like he was talking into a tin can. They did kind of fix that up later. But, yeah, it's it's got a big feel. We've got the English commentary back, which is really nice. Uh, though, I think it starts, the whole show starts a little shaky. Uh, yes. Watto, I think, is super excited to be back, which means I think he's a little rushy and overexcited. Uh, I think once he settles down a bit, he'll be great. But uh, he's just, I think, really excited and nervous to be back from excursion. Uh, something like I, I didn't expect this at all, by the way. Uh, the, the match. I, I expect this to be the Wato finally gets his come up some Kanemaru. Right. That's what we where I think we've been leading. No yeah. surprise roll up by Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and yeah. Wato is not happy. He just uh, he just lost in what what you could argue to be his first uh, big match. You know, big match feel like he's in a big stadium. Uh, you know, in f- front of his biggest crowd ever, uh, and yeah, he blew it. I know.
1: I don't. You know, the match wasn't bad. It was just it felt super rushed. And so when you know when it's like a a big match and everything. It needs time to breathe. You need a second to process what's just happened before the next thing happens. And, and if you've ever noticed it, the more you listen to me talk about wrestling and the more you'll realize that I prefer a slower pace as opposed to like a super fast pace and, you know, super fast pace can work, but there has to be moments in between those fast paced, uh, you know, parts. And so this match was seven minutes and 31 seconds. It, felt like it was five minutes and it felt like they did 20 minutes worth of stuff in those five minutes. You know, that's what it felt like to me. It was just like too much. Just, you know, just like do less and and give it time to breathe and stuff. And and it also felt like that, like you said, Wado, this is kind of his first big singles match. And so because of that, he kind of was a little nervous and there was kind of some, you know, messing up here and there that just was clearly due to rushing. Just my opinion. But I thought it could have been a lot better. And who knows? It, I mean, I, I, I don't want this feud to continue for the love of all that's holy, but I think
0: that's what's going on. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, it is going to be probably put on hold for a while because uh, the G1's coming up. There's a few Road 2 shows, which we'll talk about later, but the G1's coming up, and that's usually a heavyweight thing, and uh, there aren't that many juniors around during the... G1 tournament. So I guess by the time that feud restarts, we'll be into it again. Because there's there's been a bit of a break, maybe.
1: Where's Tiger Mask, by the way? Where the hell's Tiger Mask? I'm missing. I've been like every time we get done recording, it's like I hit I hit stop and I'm like, shit, I forgot to ask where the hell is Tiger Mask? Somebody let us know because uh I, you know, I love Tiger Mask and I want to talk about him because his like his history is such a big part of New Japan. It's such a cool, uniquely Japanese thing. I want to fucking talk about Tiger Mask. So anyway, where's he at? I
0: don't know. <laughs> I no oh, idea. Oh, OK, Homer Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my name is Mr. Burns. I've come to pick up the mail. <laughs> what's your first name i don't know the next match is pretty short as well but you could argue that because yano's in it that's might be why it's short but we've got sonata el desperado tori and kazuchika okata this is the kapow match this is to find the first holder of the kapow trophy who will then go have to go on and defend that trophy till the end of the year and if they have that trophy at the end of the year, they're the king of pro wrestling for 2020. So, yeah, it, it, this one's also short. It's seven minutes and one second. Uh, and, and they managed to get in, get a lot in. Uh, there's one point in the match where Jano's put in a paradise lock, and a part of me thought, all right, he's going to be in that paradise lock by the time the bell rings. You know? <laughs> I, I thought they were just going to leave him there and it'll turn into a triple threat. Uh, there's a really cool double splash at some point by El Desperado onto, uh, I think, Okada and Sonata, which looked really cool as well. They will have a, a bit of time to get some of their shit in, but as I said, it's a short match, which has one of the most shocking endings I can remember. I know I know Evil beating Naito back uh, Dominion is, sh- is shocking, and it is, but this is... This is a surprise. Big surprise. The the wild card himself, Toru he doesn't just win. (laughs) He low blows his his team leader, Kazuchika Okada, and rolls him up. One, two, three. Toru Yanu has pinned Kazuchika Okada (laughs) to become the first trophy holder of the king of pro wrestling. And... I guess if you want crazy stipulations that lead to really weird, fun matches, uh, I guess Toriano is the guy for, for you. But uh, a tournament I, it's- created by Okada... And <laughs> he loses. <laughs>
1: it makes me so happy. I, I love the finish. And Yano is just so perfect for this because he does this thing after the match. But, you know, a couple of things about the match that was funny was it, other than Desperado, a, like Okada kept trying to team up with guys and then would just punch him in the face, you know? So he kept doing that. He's like, oh, you and me, Sonata, right? We're good. And then just elbows him. Like, so it felt super rushed again just like the first match had that same kind of, like, insane pace where it was like, whoa, whoa, let's let this breathe a little bit. But I am shocked at you, Luke. I'm very upset because, um, you know, we made something up last week. uh, And, uh, well, we didn't make it up. Alex Kozlov did. And I just wanted to say that, you know, not only did uh, Toriano win with the fair play, not only did he pin Kazuchika Okada, but he hit him right in the fucking Life Makers. (laughs)
0: Yes. oh man i still haven't like nailed down life makers in my in my vocabulary <laughs> or my lexicon let's I get keep to it, to say it. yeah the life makers holy shit at
1: man, this point man. in the show i was worried because i was thinking man those two matches weren't that great well what's gonna happen here but my worries ended because of what happened next luke
0: yeah. oh my god <laughs> I'm so, I'm so happy to talk about this match. It is my most anticipated match of the weekend. It was uh, Shingo Takagi versus Minaru Suzuki. It is for the Never Openweight title. Uh, Shingo is the champ, of course. If he wins this, he ties uh, Suzuki, Ishii, and Tanaka at four defenses. So, you know, he really wants to win this. He wants to become the king of never. Mount... The top of Mount Everest, as it were. So, oh man, this, this match is fucking so rad. We've got... There's so many friggin' headbutts in this two dude. And they made me uncomfortable. And I loved every single one of them. <laughs> and Jesus, these two just beat the hell out of each other. Shingo... Shingo hits a lot of stuff on Suzuki as well, he, and Suzuki's just all smiles. He's taking it, and I thought I thought the story was for sure that all right, they, they're going to build Takagi up to be the, the king of the NEVER title, right? I'm I'm strapped in. Let's go. Let's tell this story. Uh, no, Gotch style pile driver and Minaro Suzuki is your new. And the 30th never open champion.
1: I think and, when when, yeah, when people I, I'm hear both it
0: gutted and happy at the same time,
1: when people hear us say something is never as fuck, this is what we mean. This match, this is never as fuck. It's as, it's as never as it gets. You know, these guys beating the shit out of each other and it's so physical that it's painful and and a big part of the story of the match was can suzuki uh knock takagi off his feet you know and like big chunks of this match are them just punching each other in the face going you know and then getting wobbly legged and then going right back at it again and shingo wouldn't go down wouldn't go down you know uh the head butts are insane i mean uh you know suzuki what was it Chris Charlton said something funny he said that he said Suzuki likes to beat people up that's his favorite thing but his second favorite thing is getting beat, beaten up
0: <laughs> yeah I, I've heard him say awesome. that
1: before yeah that
0: is awesome I yeah, love that's that true. yeah you just look at his face some of those nasty moves that uh, uh nasty strikes and nasty moves that uh Shingo puts on Suzuki And Suzuki zooms in on his face and he's got a grin on his face. He's like, Oh, that, that fucking hurt, but nice. Really cool. (laughs) Death Valley driver. Yeah. there's a really cool Death Valley driver by Takagi. I love that move. So I'm going to mention it. Yeah. Made in Japan as well, but you know, couldn't, couldn't put last of the dragon on and yeah, Suzuki just, yeah, I did not expect that finish. I, I, I just had it in my head that all right, we go on on the, we're on the Takagi train to greatness, but now we've got Manaro Suzuki as the Never Open champion. This is his second time as the Never Open champion. No one comes out to challenge him because it's Minaro Suzuki, I guess. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> they're back
1: there. They're back there thinking about challenging him, and then they said, "Did you hear what Chris Charlton said about how he likes to get beat up?" I'm not challenging that guy.
0: Hell no, screw that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I absolutely loved it. It was everything I wanted it to be, except short. I mean, it, I didn't get that feeling watching it with that it was short, but I'm looking at the, the screen now, and it tells me it was 14 minutes. It did not feel like 14 minutes. It felt like a really good, well-paced, uh, never open brawl, and I guess, you know, between... 10 and 30 minutes is usually the standard for a never open title match. I don't see many of them going past 20 minutes anyway, because if they had, like if they, yeah, Luke, go
1: ahead. I'm sorry, Luke. No, nah, go. I was going to say, if they had one more or two more false finish beats at the end of the match, I think that would have served the match just a little better because, you know, um, Suzuki, that was the second time he had tried to put the Gotch style pile driver on. And so if we had like maybe he had getting foiled one more time and then like had that one more beat in there of maybe Takagi hitting the hitting the Lariat. Yeah, I don't know. I think that there could have been a little more to it, but man, it was fucking great.
0: Yep. Really, really enjoyed that. And it's about here where we clean and disinfect and all that kind of jazz. Which doesn't take too long. Uh, never does, really. And here we are. Uh, we've got our Super Junior Heavyweight Championship match. It's uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus Taiji Ishimori. And this is another really great match. Uh, Ishimori just lays a big, bad beating on Hiromu Takahashi for quite a long time. and In fact, for a lot of the match... It just feels like uh, Ishimori just has an answer for, like, everything that Hiromi does. Uh, there's even a time bomb by Hiro- Hiromu at some point near the end. But you've got some, like, crazy stuff where Hiromu goes for that, uh, was that, that sunset flip power bomb on the outside? Yeah, man. And mm-hmm. Ishimori f- just flips out of it. And, and it's just like, okay, <laughs> That's insane. Awesome. Yeah. And the story from the uh, the August twenty seven show carries over into this one because Ishimori's shoulder is bandaged up and he got injured by Ishimori and Evil and all that in that tag match the other night and Ishimori's going for it and uh, there's a fucking brutal looking yes lock right, right near the end, of course, and... Uh, another surprise. Uh, I expected the big baby face Hiromu to get some revenge on Ishimori. But no, Taiji Ishimori, yeah taps out uh, Hiromu Takahashi, uh, convincingly too. It was uh, some brutal shit.
1: Well, it's now called the Bone Lock, by the way. That is uh, something oh. that's out there. Yeah, so uh, so it's no longer the Yes Lock. It's now called the Bone Lock, which sounds stupid. But, uh, but man, this match was all about Ishimori looking awesome. That's what this whole match was. And, man, if you want to see why someone like me loves a wrestler like Hiromu Takahashi is that he did everything in his power to make ishimori look amazing in this match and that's what and ishimori is amazing so that's not like it's not like it's super hard to do that but he facilitated all this amazing cool shit for ishimori to do which was i mean just top notch it was awesome
0: yep and some really cool storytelling to boot. but yeah uh it was after this match that's i tweeted out oh okay is that this is kind of how we're going tonight are we uh, all right. Well, shit. I guess that means the Dangerous Techers will win the next match. So, here we go. Uh, Golden Ace, Hiroshi Tanashi and Koto Ibushi versus the Dangerous Techers. That's ZSJ and Chi. And this is a really fun tag match. Uh, I always thought it was going to go one way. It doesn't. It goes the other. Uh, Tanner does get some revenge, though, on both uh, Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. by giving them some brutal-looking... Dragon and screw, screw leg like whips, and uh, yeah, Taichi and ZSJ just they just seem to have their number, don't they? Yes, Abushi uh, yeah. and Tanahashi's. So it ends up with a Zach Mephisto, which is their double team move. And one, two, three, Hiroshi Tanahashi gets pinned, and yeah, dangerous takers retain. I didn't not expect that.
1: Well, I you know, what I did expect was the brilliant white veil fluttering and reaching out your hand and um, into the grief of my arms. But uh, just after midnight, <laughs> the hands of the clock tear a silent love apart in heralding the end, the sound of the bells. That's what I was expecting,
0: Luke. Uh, I think I saw a silent love get torn apart that, tonight, and that was <laughs> between Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi because, uh, yeah bush is not too happy that uh they lost
1: they are either going to be on opposite sides of the g1 and in the final against each other or they're going to be in the same block and there's going to be all kinds of shenanigans that go on there so um because i have a feeling they're going to be it's tough because if they're in opposite blocks they can't wrestle each other until the finals at all because they're the, you know they're splitting up the the blocks this year and only A people will be on on one night and only B people so you won't have these mixed tags going on and stuff so I'm interested to see you know what happens with these two and I hope that's a feud that we get because man they've teased it for a while and it seems like it could be a Wrestle Kingdom match or the G one oh, finals yeah. or something you know so I, I'd love to see that.
0: Look even if they do have a match in the G one, be it in the finals or in A block. Because we all know Tanner's going to be in the Ace block as always. If they do have a match in the G One, it could still lead to a Wrestle Kingdom match. You know, the next chapter of that story. So they've got a lot. They they've got a lot of time to kind of build build the tension between the two men. And it's going to be the handsomest feud of all time, probably.
1: Definitely. Now think about this though, Luke. You just said we got a lot of time it is basically september 1st almost here so they have four months before wrestle kingdom that is gonna go i mean it seems like wrestle kingdom just fucking happened (laughs) Mm -hmm. that trips me out so much so i mean we're gonna we're gonna be a wrestle kingdom before we even know it you know it's it's nuts
0: (laughs) (laughs) it is nuts and here we go Our final match of the night, it's for the IWGP heavyweight title and the IWGP intercontinental title. It's Tetsuya Naito versus Evil. Uh, I thought it was pretty solid, and I just never really know what they're doing, I guess, Uh, with booking. You know, every week you'll hear me talk and speculate and, and get it horribly, horribly wrong. Because uh, I, I thought we were going to uh, establish evil here. But uh, no, it, it wasn't about that. I think it was just establishing evil as a new heel, which I think I, I did mention as well. And then um, mm-hmm. I guess switching back to uh, what they were doing before the title change, I, get, I guess, because uh, it, it's solid. But I always knew there was going to be cheating galore, which there is. But then uh, Bushi and Sonata come out for the rescue and escort Gato and Dick Togo off the premises. So uh, that was good. You know, a lot of a lot of times, Evil's throwing Naito into the exposed turnbuckle as well. Uh, it's good. Like I, I was entertained by the match, but I wanted I wanted Evil to win. But, you know, it wasn't to be. So everyone except me is happy because <laughs> one, two, three, after a Destino, Tetsuya Naito is your 72nd uh, IWDP heavyweight champion and your 26th IWGP intercontinental champion. What do you think of so, this one?
1: Well, okay. So a couple things. One, you know, obviously we have this whole storyline going on with uh, between Naito and Evil. We also have the fact that Naito was in the crowd of the 1999 uh, Jingu Stadium show and all this stuff. So they, they had this cool kind of thing of him walking around, sitting in the baseball stadium. Plus, he loves baseball. So, you know, him he losing had to
0: win, didn't he? Right.
1: Yeah. This is his show. So, you know, him winning makes perfect sense. Um, And the other thing, too, is that uh, just a little, a funny little thing that I saw in the match is the match was a little rough. It's a little rough. Uh there were some, you know, issues and communication issues. And one in particular was really obvious where they were uh, evil and, and NIDO were doing this exchange and it ended incorrectly. Like, I don't know if Evil messed up or NIDO messed up, but somebody didn't do what they were supposed to because uh NIDO was supposed to run into the ref and but and it would be a ref bump. So it didn't happen. And so evil stands up and just Attacks the ref because he's like well fuck the ref's got to be down for the rest of what we got going on and that set up all the shenanigans with everything. So if you go back and watch Mm -hmm. this you'll see you'll see that they goof that spot up. And, uh, and so there was a couple things like that that happened in the match. I'm really happy with the result. Do you think Luke I mean this is the question coming out of this though. Do you think that the evil experiment is over. Or you know, do you think that this is just this feud's going to continue? What do you think?
0: Well, they do. They the commentators do state after this that Naito's willing to to defend both titles, not always together. So I'm thinking maybe maybe he takes the uh, IC title or something.
1: Okay. Well, I just mean. the experiment of evil being like the top heel, you know what I mean? Because they, they gave him a shot. I, I don't know that he knocked it out of the park like they thought he was going to. It's just my opinion, you know, and maybe they're going to take that away from him now. I don't know. That's what I'm seeing maybe, but I could be wrong. What do you think?
0: Oh, look, it's it's pretty difficult to hit it out of the park when you're booked in matches where you have to like overcheat. I know cheaters cheat and all that kind of stuff, but at some point you want to see Switchblade beat someone clean. And he has, and he does. Uh, I think, uh, look, there's the G1 just around the corner. Evil's most definitely going to be in it. Um, and I think, I think he will, he's, he's usually about, what, 10? He usually gets about 10 points, maybe 12 usually in each G1. So, Maybe he will be a little superpowered in the G one. Come back with something to prove. Uh, yeah, look, if if he was given matches where he didn't have to do all the cheating stuff, he probably would have knocked it out of the park a little better. But they didn't book him that way. They booked him to be uh, this uh, more, more conniving heel.
1: What? Uh, you're an evil apologist, man. You're like you're like you know. I mean, you're I blaming. i shit,
0: motherfucker. <laughs> well, of course I am.
1: Well, I'm Lij all the way. So, fuck evil, and I'm glad he lost, and I hope uh, hope, he I hope he I hope he, fell down the steps walking into
0: the dugout on his way to the locker room. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Look, uh, I think he's ad- adapted his style pretty well. Uh, he's, he's smiling a lot more, a bit more uh, conniving and stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to see where it goes. Hey, when uh switchblade lost his title only after getting it i i was in this position of well, what the fuck do you do with him now and they still found cool shit for them with him to do so it's true i'm not too That's worried true.
1: well what'd you I'm think not... of the what'd you think of the Chingo stadium uh show overall what'd you th- how'd you feel about it
0: really enjoyed it uh it's a short show uh none of the matches Go past half an hour, I think, except maybe the heavyweight title match at the end. Uh, they're 25 all twenty-five minutes. Yeah, um, it's a short, crisp kind of show. Um, it starts a little wonky with the Wato Katamaru match. The four-way, whilst entertaining, was a little short. But uh, the four title matches we've got: uh, Shingo Suzuki, Hiromu Ishimori, the tag title match, and the double champ match at the end. I thought. All the title matches were good. Some were great, and others were just good. Yeah.
1: Well, listen, you know, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're just now getting into New Japan, this is – I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, but this is peanuts compared to what their shows are like with a full audience, with, you know, the – top-notch guys all over the world. Mm-hmm. in the, in the, So, you know, this is a very, very good show um, considering all the facts involved. It's a very good show on its own. However, it's not close to what New Japan can be. And so I think what's going to happen is that this is just another step in the right direction. And the further we get into this thing, the more and more they're going to figure out how to get back to where they were. And so that's what yeah. I'm watching. And we're on that path. And uh, I, the next step on that path is uh, the Road 2 shows that are coming up here. You know, we got these uh, Road 2 G1 basically shows, New Japan Road shows, which will set up the new feuds and whatever's going to happen next. We'll see all those. Those start on the 3rd of, uh, of September. And then the G1 yep. starts on the 18th. So, I mean, do you have any speculations about someone who could be in the G1 that we wouldn't expect?
0: Um, I think my two picks for such a thing would be either show, I guess you kind of expect him, uh, wouldn't be, it'd be, still be a surprise cause he's still considered a junior show and, uh, Aldespi as well. Okay. Uh, I think he's put in a couple really solid matches with, uh, heavyweights, uh, like a decent match with, uh, Ishii back in the New Japan cup. I like his showing with Kojima. I think he's been a bit of... On a roll lately, and uh, I could see him stepping up for it. Um, I don't see any outside surprises. So I'm thinking in terms of people on the roster in Japan right now. So those would be the two I would pick. What about yourself?
1: Well... I'm going to do a little dream booking. I'm not going to call it fantasy booking. This is a dream that I have because it happened once before and I like to see it happen again. I know it's not going to, but man, I would love to see some of the Noah guys come over. I think that they need that. I think they need guys from another promotion to come in and fill in some of these gaps in the roster. And how awesome would it be to see you know, Fuji back in the G1. I just I just think they have some really top talent that's, uh, that's at the top of their promotion. And I think that something like that would really make the G1 a little more entertaining as opposed to just using the guys they have and having Hanma in there, no offense. But like guys like that, you know, uh, I'd rather them get guys from other promotions than use Young Lions, for example, that we know are going to lose. So that's just my opinion, but... Either way, Luke, we're getting a G one. We're getting one, so I'm pretty happy yes. about that. And uh, man, that's that's something that I cannot complain about, no matter what happens.
0: No, no, it's uh, well, it's my favorite, my favorite wrestling event. So, <laughs> I'm fucking excited, and I think our champions for it will be what. Suzuki and Naito, I guess. Uh, yeah, they've got the three major belts. So, pretty sure the Techers will probably be in the tournament as well. There's Maybe Hiromu
1: maybe your rumor will be you know i mean it's it's possible uh i i i'd rather see them get legit heavyweights than use a bunch of juniors but you know whatever they do it'll be fine and uh i'm sure every single night of the g1 just like we do every year we will get fucking half hour long amazing main event style matches that are just some of the best shit you'll ever see so that that's what i'm excited about um Luke, I, I have an idea. I haven't discussed this with you. And let's see if you, we can work this out real quick. So, um, you know, we, ne- we never talk about it on the show because we're not – we're doing the show for fun, and that's what it's all about. But we have merchandise. Um, uh, we have uh, T-shirts in our, our T-shirt store, which you can find the link to that in every single show in the show notes. But also – I have uh, vinyl stickers that are fade proof and and weatherproof, and I have um, these cool little acrylic pins, and I have um, magnets. So those are available, and if you'd like one, I'm willing to sell those to you at a very low price, and uh, I'm talking like a dollar a piece or something like that. So, but here's what I'm looking. Not the t-shirts to-
0: though. You have to pay. No, more not, than no, a- no,
1: no, yeah, t-shirts. Nice. You don't get those from me. So those, those go over the website, uh, all the other items you can contact me to get. But what would be like a fun thing that we could ask the audience to pick out of an episode and maybe the first person that DMs the show, this kind of code word or something like that would get a free item of their choice, not t-shirt, but a free item of their choice, t-shirt, uh, you know, um, magnets, acrylic pin, or vinyl sticker. What would be, like, a a fun code word or something like that that we could throw in right now?
0: I don't know, man. Like, nervous, Farkless just shot to me. I thought you were going to have, like, someone suggest, like, a match for us to watch or something, but... Because um, <laughs> no. we don't watch enough wrestling, like... <laughs> uh I don't know they can yeah, just ne- never never as fuck. You can put all that okay. in one word. We'll know what it means. We okay, so it.
1: so the first person to DM the show never as fuck. Um and uh, you know, and then obviously I'll say, Hey, you won or hey, you lost because somebody else did it already, you know, um, then you can send us your address and uh, we'll send something out to you um and we will clean it before we send it, by the way. So you will be perfectly safe, we promise. And uh, I think that'd just be a fun way to get some of our cool merch out that we got. I don't know. It's all pretty neat.
0: Yeah. Sounds like a fun idea to me. Um, Oh, you sound like
1: you're so excited about it.
0: (laughs) Well, you... I was bracing myself, and you're like, Luke, I'm going to bring up something I've never discussed with you before, and I'm like, oh, fuck, what's he going to and I'm like, oh, oh, is that all? Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a cool idea. I'm sorry. Just, I hear just stuff want... like this in other podcasts. I'm like, that's 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 a that's always a good idea. I'm like, then you bring it up. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 we can do that. Yes. Well, something to thank
1: the listeners, you know, because uh, we know you're out there. We know you're listening. We appreciate it. So, well, Luke, that leads that leads us to the end of the end of the show where we talk about our match recommendations and last week what was your match recommendation of the week
0: all right well i accidentally watched my next recommendation and i was like oh sweet it's a short match and then i realized after i finished it and jingu stadium was about to start that i'd watched the wrong match so my match which uh, did not go for 10 minutes it went for 30 so uh, we've, we, we both watched this show, uh, Jingu Stadium show. Then, <laughs> then we were like, all right, see you in half an hour. Okay, dude. And uh, we both watched this match. It is uh, Masaru Tanaka versus Tomohiro Ishii for the Never Openweight title. It's from uh, February 3rd in 2013. Uh, this is fucking crazy. This match is fucking insane. Uh, <clears throat> this might be like the first Never Open title match it's it's the third one, but it this might be the one where it, it, they kind of cement what that what the never open weight title should be. And these two just beat the absolute crap out of each other. Uh Nakamura's out there supporting Ishii for some reason, by the way. I know they're both in chaos, but uh, it was just weird. I don't usually see people coming out to support Ishii because uh they might get in his way and he might beat them up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ishii's a busted mess. Like uh, Tanaka hits him with like fragments of a table as well, right over his, his melon, and he's bleeding down one side of his face. Looks like he's got a gash above one of his eyebrows. Uh, there's one really cool spot where Ishii starts taking his elbow pad off, all slow, and then he looks at Tanaka and his, and he he he, said, he says something in Japanese, but putting words in his mouth, I reckon he says something like. Take yours off too, asshole, And, uh, <laughs> you know, because Ishi's not going to say anything nice, is he? He's a no, ask. no. So they, no. they both, they both take those elbow pads off and then they just both like elbow each other in the face and shit. It was, it was really cool. But uh, this is Ishi's first attempt at the Never Open Way title. And this time he wasn't successful. So, well, he wasn't successful. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, um, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it's much better than the Shelton-Benjamin-Tanaka match. In fact, uh, after listening to last week's episode, Charity was saying to me, Luke, maybe you should watch these matches first because if it's not a good one, you could just say, all right, we're skipping this match in the, in the title picture because that match sucked, but we're going to this one, which is really good. And I'm like, yeah, that's a really good idea, actually. I, after I finish my... Masato Tanaka <laughs> title series, I will do exactly that. I will watch the matches first and screen them so I don't set for homework a match that is suck balls. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah,
1: I think that was the original idea. Charity is very smart. She's smarter than both of us put together, so she yeah. knows what she's doing. If she gives you a suggestion, just do it. Actually, you're married to her. You know that, so I don't know why I'm telling yeah. you that. But But, man... Luke, you are underselling this match completely. This match it's is fucking awesome, fucking, dude. It might, it, it might be better than anything we saw on Jingu Stadium. I mean, it is fucking yeah. awesome. And it's, it's you know what match it reminded me so much of? Other than the crowd brawling, it's just like John Moxley versus Ishii, except in that position, yeah. Ishii's Masato Tanaka. Masato Tanaka sets up a table... Well, Ishii set it up, of course, so then he has to go through it. And, and fucking Tanaka does a splash off the top rope to the outside and then hits Ishii with the pieces of the door after it's broken. It is fucking <laughs> awesome. Ishii starts yeah. bleeding twice in this match. He's bleeding from the nose and from the head. Tanaka is beating the fucking shit out of him, and Ishii's taking it. The The final sequence is like a five-minute false finish like extravaganza. It's... Yeah. Awesome, this might be the best match you've ever recommended. I love this match, love it! Nice, awesome.
0: yeah. Uh, you know, it was It's funny too because I was just like, uh, I think before the match, we watched the match, we were both like, All right, let's just rush through this so we can do the show. Uh, and then I'm watching the match, so I'm like, oh, I don't really want to rush through this, thank you. Please. I just wanna, I think, think I'm just gonna watch this now, <laughs> yeah. It's fucking epic uh ishi it's it's great too like ishi hasn't changed all that much in the uh, 7 oh. years since he's uh, every bit as uh, as uh, rough as guts he might be a little grumpier and meaner in his old, old age he's only like 42 or something he's not that old but uh, he's definitely grumpier and meaner as he goes along you'll just he's like a, it's like a cat you don't pay attention to and, and as you walk past the cat it'll just swipe you <laughs> you you know, did you
1: know luke that some people don't like ishii and it's like in really? the complaint oh yeah yeah, and the complaint is is that he does the same shit every time and That's uh that i know it is and it's just absurd i i don't I'm understand fan dude like i totally yeah like, come on I, right and he is like the rick flair of of New Japan in a lot of ways by the fact that he's the one who makes everybody else look awesome. So I think that's very short sighted yeah. to say that people don't like. They say that first people say they don't like ishii but it, they're out there and they're fucking crazy, man. I had to put them all in jail.
0: Yeah. Get uh, El Desperado to do Pinche Locos like <laughs> on that. You just blew my mind. Oh, like. I'll, they don't just don't like him at all, like because mm-hmm. I'm not a huge NITO fan. I like his in ring, and I get I understand why people will go bananas for him. I understand that he's just you know not my favourite, but you know I still see him and I'm like he's pretty good at what he does. Yeah, so I, I can see people not having issues their favourite, but you can't look at him and tell me like he's he's fucking crap. He's There's awesome.
1: pe- people out there that think that they're wrong. Um,
0: and really? they don't know how about wrong to get they are. big proof as to how wrong they are because uh, I like I am now dubbing him uh, Mr. G1 because uh, I think most years, in terms of consistency and awesomeness, he's like the G1 MVP, certain, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, well, he's. He might never win it, but, man, all these matches are so good.
1: Something interesting is that uh, before there was a G1, when New Japan first came around, they've always had a big heavyweight tournament. The first one was called the World League. And uh, and then the World League went away, and they had this thing called the MSG Series that took place in Madison Square Garden.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and um, my match uh, from last week was from May eighteenth, nineteen 1979. It was Andre the Giant versus Stan Hansen. Now, first of all, one of the reasons I wanted to pick this was because I just was thinking, man, I wonder how many... Andre the giant matches are on new Japan world. There's, there's a, several. And so yeah. I picked, I picked this one. Cause this is one where Stan Hansen um, uh, body slams Andre the giant, I think. And, uh, it's also Andre the giant in 79 where he can still move. And it's terrifying. Like <laughs> just seeing him like take a bump, Or, like, there's a part where where Stan Hansen punches him in the corner and he takes a bump, like, out of the ring. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, (laughs) it's crazy. Plus, we get to see Stan Hansen before he is, like, the all-Japan, like, you know, evil gaijin, you know, the Western lariat himself. So it's kind of an interesting dichotomy of these two wrestlers, you know, before their humongous runs in what we know them from today, you know, so it's interesting. What did you think of this, Lou? Um,
0: I have seen many clips of Andre the Giant matches, mostly from like WWE and stuff like that, right? So you know, I've seen the WrestleMania Fred three things, and I've seen various other things. I've heard the name Stan Hansen many a time, but I think this might be the first. People get still shake their heads at me and go, "Really? Uh, this is might be the first match of." Ever seen either (laughs) wrestle wrestle in? There's, apart from maybe a Ric Flair match, because I've got like, I used to have this old Ric Flair compilation DVD that they released a few years ago, and it had like, lots of old old Ric Flair matches. You know, back when he did like more moves and shit, right? Uh, So (laughs) apart from maybe some old Ric Flair matches and stuff, I haven't really seen much old wrestling. So, uh, prior pre when I got into it, which is maybe. 96, 97? Yeah, 97. So it was it was interesting. Uh very different different style, but the crowd was nuts for him. Apparently, it was like one of the few times that uh Gaijins were wrestling each other in a Japan New Japan ring. Usually it's a, a, a Westerner versus a Japanese wrestler. And I like the idea of Stan Hansen's loaded lariat. That's actually really cool because he's got these big, beefy-looking arms, and if he sticks something in that and then just smacks you with it, I didn't expect to see Andre the Giant busted open.
1: Yeah! Yeah, well, classy Freddie Blassie is with Stan Hansen, <clears throat> and they execute, like, a perfect foreign weapon handoff and stuff. And and like you said, Andre the Giant gets busted open on the floor. <laughs> it's awesome.
0: Yeah, and uh, rather than uh, the match having a uh, a proper finish, they both men are just too into beating the shit out of each other, and it's a count-out.
1: The beginning of this match is funny too because uh, um, Stan Hansen uh, uh, they had the flower girls there ready to like give flowers Ooh. to the wrestlers, and Stan Hansen attacks the flower girls and starts stomping them into the mat. <laughs>
0: He pretty much, uh, the ring's crowded with people, and Stan Hansen pretty much just tells them all to fuck off. Get <laughs> out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the crowd that's a fun scatters one. big time, by the way. When these two giant yes. men uh, are fighting in the crowd, the crowd's just like, I'm surprised they didn't trample on each other. Like, they're just getting <laughs> way out of the way, dude. Yeah. It was fun stuff.
1: Pretty cool. Well, those were fun, but uh, you know, Luke, what is your recommendation of this week?
0: Well, I am taking my wife's advice on board, but I, I did say I'd finish the Masato Tanaka uh, <laughs> never open weight title reign, so I will. Actually, would, do you mind if I give it a break for a week? Do whatever you
1: want, Luke. It's your, it's all our right.
0: show. I'm all right. I haven't pre watched this match either. But I've got a good feeling about this one. It's from January 4, 1993, in the Tokyo Dome. If you want to find this match, uh, type in, yes, I shit you not, Fantastic Story in Tokyo Dome. It's from 1993. It's the third match. It's an IWGP Heavyweight Championship, uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title match. (laughs) Uh, Tongue tied. It is Ultimo Dragon versus Jushin Thunder Liger oh man yeah well I, I'll, I'll get back I... to the masato Tanaka stuff uh, I'll, I'll uh proof watch some matches and uh, I'll get back to you and uh on for the never open ju- uh, journey with him but uh yeah I found this match I, I was ex- I, I was excited about it and I yes I know I haven't seen it I'm sorry charity don't be mad at me uh, you can watch this with me and it'll be fine <laughs> Uh, I know both these guys can go, and uh, it, it's 1993. This is their heyday too. So, yeah.
1: Well, I, I first of all, you rip me off because I'm going to tell you about what my match is here in a second. But um, the <laughs> <laughs> so something interesting to watch when you're watching that match is check out uh, the move set for both of those guys and realize that it's 1993 and then go watch any match nowadays on the indies or, you know, some of the 205 live stuff or something like that, or watch a cruiserweight match from WCW, and you'll see – carbon copies of these guys ultimo dragon in particular is one of the most influential wrestlers of all time on the modern junior heavyweight style so check that out and that i'm interested to see that i feel like i've seen it years ago but it's been a really long time so that's great man that's a good good recommendation i'm looking forward to seeing that my recommendation this week fucking rip copycat is uh it's a little different though is that you know Minoru suzuki has had an interesting road, and he is one of the most respected and respectable wrestlers in the world, believe it or not. And so is Jushin Thunder Liger, and they had a feud last year that ended with uh, oh Jushin, God, Thunder, yes. Jushin Thunder Liger retiring. And uh, so I'm recommendation rec- recommending from October 14th, 2019, Jushin Thunder Liger versus Minoru Suzuki. Um, it's one of the most emotional matches you can ever watch. And the ending of it is will make you cry. It will make you absolutely cry in the best way possible. It is fucking amazing. I watched it live and I yeah, was an
0: amazing. I match, loved so. it. Yeah. <clears throat> love this match. I can't wait to watch that again. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for those of you, it's uh, G- January 4th, 1993 at the Tokyo Dome. Ultimate Dragon Jushin Liger for the junior title and and then uh, so we're in uh, Jushin Liger's heyday there and then back uh, right right there near the end with uh, what was it 10, 14, 19 you guys do the dates backwards. Uh, I sorry. know it's stupid. It, it confuses the shit out of me so for that date uh, Liger versus Suzuki <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> that's
1: true. That's true. Well, Luke, I mean, is there anything else we got to uh, talk about? I know, you know, like we said, folks, if you uh, are the first to DM us the words never as fuck in, uh, in on Twitter, you know, at never up a pot, I'll send you something cool. And so, uh, you know, please do that. But uh, and you can trust me to send you something great. You know who else we can trust?
0: Gato. in, in
1: Gato, we trust. Ooh, I, that's just basic.